Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Trevor Olson Show, episode number 42 on Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. I'm your host, Trevor Olson. I want to jump right into uh, this podcast that I've been listening to. I've been listening, listening to all sorts of stuff uh, over the last week since I uh, was on on Saturday uh, on Patreon, and I want to share a little bit with it, a uh, little bit of what I've been listening to today with you guys. First off, I suppose I want to jump into this. Uh, Joe Rogan had on his podcast, um, Francis, I don't know how to say his last, excuse me, his last name, Francis, uh, <laughs> hold on, it's Francis, it's spelled N-G-A-N-N-O-U, Naganu, Fran- Naganu, Francis Naganu, let's say. And uh, I'm sorry if that's wrong, but um, he is a he's a he's an MMA he's an MMA fighter um, from Africa, and he's telling his story of how he came to came to be in America and got into MMA and fighting, and it's really really mind blowing what this man went through just to get to America. I mean, he's from. Cameroon, I think is, is how you say it, Cameroon, Africa. He was just from a small village, um, mother and father. Father was abusive and violent to him and his siblings and his, and his mother. He grew up working in a sand mine, shoveling sand, and it was always raining, so he was shoveling mud from the ages of 10 to 17, all while going to school, walking, uh, six miles a day every day to get to school couldn't even afford a pen or a notepad his whole family couldn't even afford that and so sometimes he would get kicked out of school for not having a pen or a notepad and he'd have to walk all the miles back and the adversity that this man went through it's no wonder that he's a fighter in MMA because I mean he he just embodies the spirit of a fighter his whole life he's been fighting and I'll summarize just kind of the, some of the things he was he we went through. So I mean he was he was as I just said ten years old working in the sand mines throughout high school and or throughout school and he, he said he had no friends no money I mean sometimes no food all this all this very all these very very difficult things laid at his feet and he was in his twenties and he's like I have to get out of here I have to go make something out of my life. Uh, and even at the age of six, he knew that he wanted to do something athletic. I think he said, I don't know if he specifically stated that he wanted to do fighting. If he did, he wanted to do boxing. He was really into boxing. And he was always sort of defiant against his parents' wishes as far as he said that his brother, you know, just did the traditional routes, the, the, the traditions, you know, walked down the traditional grooves that his parents had laid, so to speak. And, you know, they expected this from him and this from them and this from them. And, um, you know, him, on the other hand, he was very defined and he had his own perspective and he had a, he had a dream. He had a vision that he would make something more out of his life in America. And so he left. Uh, I think he was like 22 or 23. He left and the journey he took just to get to America, I mean, took years it took years because you have to remember he had no car uh he had, he had no money basically and very very little money um 
he had no visa. He had no. He didn't even have a bank account. He didn't have enough money to open a bank account. And he up and left. And let's see if I can recall this correctly. He, I'm not gonna. I can't remember the exact locations that he ended up. But he ended. He ended up. Uh, I think going to Nigeria and then Niger and then he ended up in Morocco and it took him I think roughly two weeks to get to Morocco this was the first two weeks of his journey and then he spent the next year almost an entire year uh, in Morocco trying to get to Spain trying to get to Spain and again he didn't have a visa didn't have money to travel he's homeless and he ends up, I mean, he tried seven times to get to Spain. And six of those times he was caught by police and arrested and basically thrown in the, in the desert. And to say, go back to where, and they say, go back to where you came from. And that happened to him six times. And he did this for the course of a year. And eventually he... Um, he, they were trying to get to Spain by water. I think it was like they could get they could get to Spain by water, swimming or on a raft in like three hours. And so six times he had he had gotten caught, and on his seventh time he finally um, he made it. And he they they had he called the American Red Cross. Um, and it's not their place to judge, he said. They're just there to help people. And so that was their plan. They were going to get cl as close to the coast of Spain as possible. I hope I'm saying this correctly. And then he had a cell phone, which he had bought for the journey. And uh, he called the American Red Cross, and they came and got him. And then he spent months basically in jail in Spain um, as they were, as the government, as you know, whatever institution that he ended up in, what they were trying to you know, they were trying to figure out what to do with him. Do they just send him back? But there was no extradition process in Spain. And so they didn't have to send him back to Morocco. And so he was, he was, um, now, now he's in Spain. And all the while, he's just trying to, he's thinking of his dream as being a boxer. And he eventually ends up in France, which was not planned, and uh, he, he, he stumbles upon a gym, and basically one of the main guys takes pity on him and, and sympathizes with, with his situation and says, because he couldn't afford, as much as, uh, as much as he's wanting to become a boxer and, 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 and start training. He doesn't have any money to sign up for a membership. And so he goes and talks to one of the guys and he's like, listen, I'm sleeping in the parking lot. I've got no food. I've got no money, but I really want to train. And, um, the guy took pity on him and, and sympathized and gave him like 50 euros and he was able to get, a sh you know, some new clothes and, uh, not, he didn't even have hand wraps or anything, but basically, after, I mean, almost, I think it was almost close to like two years. It was a year or two years. He finally got into a gym uh, in France and he was able to do some training. And uh, so at this point, he's probably like 20, I don't know, 24, 20, 24. I'm, I'm guessing there. I'm speculating. But he said he was, I think he was 22 when he left. Anyhow, um, he starts training and they see that he has a talent and um, he starts fighting for money, 
And it's so funny too, like he, so he, in a month's time, he's fighting to be heavyweight champion of the world for the second time, mind you. And uh, he didn't even want to be in MMA. He didn't even know what the UFC was. He didn't know what MMA was. He just wanted to box. And they just kept encouraging him. They're like, no, 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 try MMA. And he's like, I just want to box. I just want to box. And uh, so <laughs> it's, but ultimately he end, he ends up in the UFC and in MMA. And like I said, in a, in a month's time right now, in a month's time, he's fighting to be heavyweight champion of the world for the second time. And I, I'm close to finishing the podcast, but just, I mean, what this man went through to get to, to where he's at, man, really just reminded me how fortunate we are and what people are willing to do to get to America the, where they do have opportunities and we do with even with all of our fault we have it's it's the greatest country in the world you can you can become something over here and it just really reminded me of that it's like this man literally almost died many times actually almost died many times uh just trying to get to America just so he could box and and like man it was so very moving very inspiring very humbling uh and I'm looking, cause like I'm looking around my room, and I'm like, man, I've got a bed and and this beautiful home, and I'm not out in the cold, and I always have food, and I've I've never had to wonder where I'm gonna sleep at night, and and it's like, man, this guy fucking struggled his way just to get to what, just to get to a place where he can have these sorts of things, and uh, so it was just so incredible like I said I mean his he's just his his spirit he, he embodies the spirit of a fighter in every sense of it and so I think I might have to buy that fight to watch because I'm rooting for him I don't even know who he's, who he's fighting I had never heard of him I, I I I really enjoy the UFC and MMA I'm not a diehard fan or anything like that so I don't necessarily know uh, a lot of fighters by name but man I mean, what I, I recommend the podcast. It's a three and a half hour podcast, and he just he goes into detail about all the all the chaotic shit that he that he had to he had to get through. And like I said, I mean, just almost dying <laughs> multiple times. I mean, he could have died at crossing the water. He could have died from lack of. Well, I don't think he was ever starving, but he didn't have food. I mean, he didn't have food or money or money for food like. Like all of that just to get to America. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys because I, th I thought it was very moving, very humbling, and such a great reminder to be grateful for everything that we have in this life, especially in, the, you know, in America. It's like a little gratitude goes a long way. And I think right now in our country, a lot of people are, you know, we there's a big majority, there's a lot of people, I should say, just who, who think America's like, evil and man the it isn't it, like we have our issues and we have our our shortcomings but um man i mean just listen to the story go check it out very moving very very um impactful i should say so joe rogan francis i i'm just typing joe rogan francis and his name will come up again it's spelt n G-A-N-N-O-U. 
And uh, so really something. So I've been listening to that for the last two days. I also just finished Viktor Frankl's book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. If you haven't heard of that, that's Viktor Frankl's uh, most popular, most renowned, most successful work. Ironically so, as he starts the book off saying how uh, he almost released it anonymously until his friends convinced him otherwise. And then not only that, but he said that he was, he was, it was not his intention to write a bestseller. He simply just got lost in the process of sharing his story. And if you don't know Viktor Frankl, uh, he, is a, he was a survivor of a, a Nazi concentration camp. So he was in Auschwitz and uh, he, was, he was in a few, uh, I think just a couple, he got moved around quite a bit, but he was a psychologist, very smart man. And he shares his story from a psychological perspective and how he and his fellow survivors found meaning in suffering and how they, how they, how they made it through uh, the atrocity of World War II. And a lot of, lot of, lot of lessons to be learned from that, from that story as well. Like, let's see, just for example, uh, well, one thing that really stood out to me, and I, and I talked about this in my newsletter um, which if you'd like to sign up for my newsletter, it's once a week uh, and you just go to, I think it's, uh, just type in Trevor Olson newsletter, um, like sign up, something like that. It should come, should come up. And, um, so I just, it's called the Monday morning message. I do it, uh, once a week. And so, um, but I talked about this and I thought it was really interesting because it's something that, uh, I myself had done a bunch and I imagine you have as well, but. I heard it articulated for the first time by Viktor Frankl, and it's this idea of hyper-intentions, um, otherwise known as super-intentions, what he called it. I like to call it hyper-intentions. And so this idea is that, okay, so he uses an example of uh, orgasms and sex. And so it's if you make the orgasm the main objective and you think, like, I've got to have an orgasm or... Like you, you like really, really forcibly focus in on it. What happens? You usually can't have an orgasm, and um, I think a lot of people, myself included, can relate to that. It's like I've had that where it's like you get really focused on 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 it, and then it just like it doesn't happen. And so he says like you have to refocus your attention to the appropriate aim, and you have to the orgasm again just continuing along with what he his his phraseology um he says that the orgasm is more so just it's 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 a side effect and it's not the objective it's a side effect of losing yourself and giving yourself to the other person and he goes on to talk about how he treated other clients with like they'd have sweating problems and you know they'd worry about sweating and so they'd sweat and then they'd get upset that they're sweating and they sweat more and he's like and he's like you just have to change your aim and uh, I've done that where it's like, oh, man, like, I'll, for example, if I blush, if I feel like, oh, man, I don't want to blush, boom, I blush, and then I feel my face blushing, and it gets even worse. And so he said you'd have to, I'd have to refocus the aim, so to speak. And um, it's almost like you go in there like, I'm going to blush more than I've ever blushed ever before, like almost like intentionally, and then it won't happen. So he says, try this next time you can't sleep. He's like, in, instead of... Another example he uses, it's like, how, how often have you been lying in bed and you're just like, I just want to sleep, fall asleep, fall asleep, fall asleep. What happens? You stay awake because it's a hyperintention and it's having a paradoxical effect. And he says, instead of trying to fall asleep, he says, just try to stay awake. And it, it has this sort of paradoxical effect. 
And again, in Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights, he says he found his wife when he intentionally stopped looking. Viktor Frankl says in order to have success, you must stop caring about it. Again, and all these, another paradoxical effect. So I'm, I'm seeing this parallel in a lot of books that I'm reading. Um, it, it's, about, it's about the doing rather than rather than the outcome. It's about the process rather than the product. It's about getting lost in, in the craft rather than it. Like for McConaughey, he's like, he's like, I enjoy making my movies more than I enjoy watching them. For Victor, Victor, it's like, you know, he, he enjoyed writing his book rather than the final product. Like me, I, I enjoyed making my album more so than, um, you know, having it, here's the final product. It's much, the process is much more fulfilling. And again, in McConaughey's book, he has a great phrase. He just says, be less impressed and more involved. And so I'm seeing a lot of parallels in all these books that I'm reading and it's kind of clicking like, oh, maybe I'm too focused. Maybe I have a hyper, hyper intentions with a few things and maybe I should just allow them to happen uh, instead of, and, you know, stop caring about them and just let let it be, you know, let let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be, whisper words of wisdom, let it be. So a few interesting ideas, which 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 um, I've been really focusing on. And I'm finally um, listening to I've heard this book um, by all these different guys who I follow online. Uh, this book has been recommended a bunch from what I hear. Uh, how do you say his name? Fyodor? Fighter? Fyodor? Dostoevsky? <laughs> I, I think I, yeah, Dostoevsky's Crime and Punishment. And so I'm finally reading Crime and Punishment. I am, I'm listening to it on Audible. Uh, I think it wasn't free, free on Audible, which is so cool. Uh, so I've got, yeah, there's, they have a lot of, like, I'm noticing that they have a lot of classics that are just free on Audible, which is really, really cool. And so I'm listening, listening to that. If I get through it, and I'm, you know, I'm going to say when I get through it, because it's, it's, it's very good so far. Um, so I'm, I imagine it's going to continue to be good. I'm like three and a half hours in. I started, I think, three days ago. Uh, I'm about, so I'm about three and a half hours in. But it's about a 20-hour listen on Audible. And... I'm not gonna. I won't give anything away, but and I will say this: the 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 voice actor who's reading it is the best I've ever heard. Like that really makes a big difference. If you're gonna listen to somebody read a book for 20 hours, if if he sucks at it, even if the book's good, it's gonna be you won't you won't finish it. But he's really really good at taking on the lives of all these different characters. And I mean, every single different character, he's got a different voice for, and he speeds up and he slows down. He gets quiet, he gets loud. Um, it's really quite impressive. And so I don't, I can't remember who's reading it, but it was, it was really, really good. So I'm, I'm excited to finally be reading the classics. I told myself that there's a few books I, I need to read. One was Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, which I've just finished, and I'll probably go back through and, and read it again because it's, it's an easy read and it's short. And I'm sure I missed things, and so I'd go back. I'll go back through and listen to that. I think, um, but crime and punishment. It seems I just have to remind myself, like break it down, like just do 30 minutes a day, something like that. And it's actually been I've been able to do more than that today. I did like an hour and 15 minutes. I listened to it for 45 minutes inside, 
uh, this morning from, you know, quarter to eight until 8.30, and then I listened to another half hour when I went out and saunted. Saunted. And, um, so it, it's, it's been good. So breaking it down incrementally, that'll, that'll help me because it's easy to be like, oh my God, I have to, how do you, like 20 hours. It's like, how are you going to listen to a 20 hour? No, it's got 20 hours, but you do, you break it up. You know, even if you do 20 minutes a day or half an hour, 15 minutes, like whatever you can do, you just squeeze it in. You know, if I did a half an hour a day, I'll finish it in 40 days, something like that. Um, so, so. Um, that one's being read, finished man's search for meaning by Viktor Frankl. And then the next one that I'm going to be jumping into, which is, uh, a little intimidating, but I hear it's an easy read. Again, it's just long, but it's required reading over in, in, in Russia, in Europe. It might be required reading in Russia. Um, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, Solzhenitsyn's uh, The Gulag Archipelago. And that's another like 20-hour listen. But that uh, basically wiped out the foundation of communism in the Soviet Union. And all that by one man. And so, I've again, I've just heard that book just repeated so many times they're like it's required reading it should be required reading for every american for everybody that he's like it's not optional the, from all these they're everyone i'm listening to who i admire they're like it's not optional you have to read it you have to read this book and so when i hear people that i admire who are successful that are further down the road than me saying it's not optional you have to read this book i'm gonna read it and so I haven't, I haven't even started that one. I don't even have it yet in Audible. I'm going to, I'm going to, I haven't even downloaded it yet. I'm listening to so many books. I consume many books and many podcasts. Um, and I've, I, tr I feel like I've learned more in the, just from podcasts and books, but than I did like in high school, but, and that's not saying I'm, I'm saying anything bad, bad about high school. Um, but I just value education so much more. Like when you're in high school, you, you, you're just, you're going through the motions, you're getting great, you're doing your grades and everything like that. And I, I had A's and B's in school. School wasn't difficult for me. And, um, you know, and you're thinking, and you're like 15 to like 18, you're young, you're really young. And I'm only 25 now, but like, I really, really value education and knowledge and uh, so I'm like, uh, I'm starving for it, like all the time. Like, what can I learn? What more can I learn? And so I, I, I almost feel like I never used to be like this, but I am, I'm consuming multiple books every day. Not like full books in a day, but, you know, reading, you know, three, four or five different books and listening to podcasts kind of all, all at once. And, um, Another book I'm rereading because it was just so good the first time was uh, James Clear's Atomic Habits, which I, I really couldn't recommend more because it's, it's incredibly insightful. It's really practical. It's heavily evidence-based. And uh, he talks about why we, why we develop, you know, why and how we develop habits, why it's difficult to break bad ones and start good ones. And uh, like one, thing, one little tip that I can share from that book because I just reread it, was um, a lot of us focus on outcome-based habits. And so we go, 
Okay, outcome. Lose 10 pounds. That's an outcome. Okay, so... He, he, he does it in three layers. It's like outcome... Um, damn it, I can't remember the other layer. Uh, but basically he says you need to, instead of focusing on outcome-based results, you need to focus on identity-based results. And so the goal is not to read a book. The goal is to become a reader, that sort of thing. The goal is not to go work out. The goal is to become an athlete. You know, it's that sort of thing. And once it, like for me, for me, I can use the gym, for example, for me, it's like, I don't have to tell myself to go to this, go to the gym. You know, I just go to the gym and like hearing the way he articulated it, you know, it clicked for me like, oh yeah, it's not difficult for me to go to the gym because it's, it's a heavy, it's a, it's a huge chunk of my identity. Same with music. It's like, it's a massive part of my identity. But he also goes on to say that you, that we are malleable and we shouldn't get too attached to one version of our identity, especially if uh, our identity is, how many times can I say identity? Our identity, um, especially if our identity is, it's, it's harmful and it's, it's not as ideal as it could be. And so he, he talks about improving our strengths and mitigating our weaknesses. And we all have good habits, we all have bad habits. And he talks about how those affect, how those habits compound over time, which totally goes right back to the book I just read called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Um, it's just like the idea of compound interest. Like the most gains come at the end, so to speak. And, you know, a lot, a lot of times you don't see a whole lot of results in the beginning for the first week, two weeks, month, two months, six months. You don't see a whole lot of results because there's, he, uh, I think James Clear calls it the like latent something late latent 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 something basically like it there's delayed results when you take action the results are delayed and uh it's like uh you could use mcconaughey's uh performance in dallas buyers club and you know a year and a half later he wins uh best actor perfect great example great example popped right in my little brain um delayed gratification you know like what you're doing today is going to pay off a week from now two weeks from now and uh i'm like i'm i'm truly terrified of like slipping backwards at all like even <laughs> if at the gym like if i if i slack off like with the the uh the, the the routine the program that i'm on right now which i'm close to done i'm like yesterday was day 50 and it's, I think it's like a 63-day program. Very close to done. Um, even if, if I find myself going like, oh, just just skip the double drop set. Don't worry about it. Uh, like, you're still having a great workout. Like, I just know that I'll feel like I fucking didn't, like I didn't try my hardest. And so you got to leave it all on the table. And you, you leave it all on the table and you'll you're, you're going to feel so much better. It's like even if you fail if you at something like as long as you tried your hardest and you fail, at least you know that you tried your hardest and you can pick yourself up and try again. Uh but you know, as far as 
if you fail and you know that you failed because you didn't put the effort in, you didn't put the time in, you didn't put the work in, you didn't become competent in whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, then you'll probably feel like shit. Uh, and rightfully so, because you didn't you didn't put forth enough, the required effort to attain whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So I'm very I'm I'm, I'm I don't want to slip back in any any sort of way. But also, you can't get too uh, too rigid, so to speak. Like too much order isn't good. Like you have to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of chaos thrown in there so for me i just have to remember to have a little fun like i'm a fun fun person i like to have a great time but if but i'm not like i don't i don't really value drinking anymore right now um and i'm just i'm more focused on 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 i think things that truly matter to me trying to focus on more things that truly matter to me because it'd be easy for me to go out and have some drinks and have a great time and I think most everyone would say there's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I just, for me again, with the drinking, I think just the benefits of not drinking heavily outweigh the benefits of drinking. That's just a personal, uh, conscious choice that, uh, that uh, experience that I've come to realize over the course of. I'm closing in on like day 300 of not drinking, which is pretty something, which is pretty. And again, like I don't think about it. I know I, I know I'll talk about it on this podcast, but yeah, it's not really a thought, which is which is crazy. It's that was like the last thing I expected, but yeah, much easier, much easier than anticipated. So, all right, friends, we're at the end of the show. Thirty-minute shows. Remember, I hope you guys all are doing well. If you'd like to reach out to the show, I'd love to hear from you. The Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. That's the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. Send me your questions, your comments, your concerns, your news to the Trevor Olson Show at gmail.com. If you liked today's episode and you'd like to hear a little bit more, you can go over to patreon.com slash Trevor Olson and gain access to all the Saturday episodes, which I do every Saturday, hence the Saturday episodes title. Um, you gain access to all the past episodes, plus all the episodes that come out every Saturday. I'll do one coming up this Saturday, and the Saturday after that, and the Saturday after that, and the Saturday after that. Uh, you can also get t-shirts and uh, all sorts of cool shit, autographed pictures, a handwritten letter from me when you sign up, early access to my music, uh, opportunities to Skype with me, all sorts of cool shit. And so it's also uh, the most ideal way. A lot of people ask how they can support me. Uh, that's the ideal, ideal way is on Patreon. And so patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. Go check it out. You guys all have a fantastic rest of your day. Keep moving forward. Uh, I recommend considering checking out all those books I just mentioned. I know I mentioned like 40. So I hope you were listening. Uh, have a fantastic rest of your day. And we'll see all of you on Saturday.